All right, so this is the Late Night Truth Lounge with your host, John LeBon, coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. This is episode number seven, and today we're taking a look at this idea that a lot of people, including probably some of you, truly believe that we are living in the end times. So I'm going to be reading out the replies that I got to the video that I posted yesterday and to the subreddit thread that I created. Uh, when did I create that? Earlier today? Yeah. So I'm going to read the replies that I got from the YouTube channel and from the Reddit thread and your live stream comments as well. And I'm going to try to get through all of the replies. My video that I published yesterday received, I think, 40 replies already, which is terrific. I'm very happy about that. Thanks to all of you who did leave your thoughts. I'm going to try to read all of them. And I'm going to try to get through as many of the subreddit replies as well. And I'm going to play some clips and we're going to have some fun here for episode number seven of this Late Night Truth Lounge series. And it should be a lot of fun. So let me know in the live stream chat, what do you think about this? Do you believe that we're living in the end times? And be honest. I'm going to try not to be too condescending to those of you who believe different things that I believe. I'm going to try my best. However, sometimes when I discover what people really believe about stuff, people who I otherwise think are intelligent, sometimes I do find myself thinking, what the, what the, really you, you believe this as well? That's uh, very strange to me. But you know what? I could be wrong. Think about the number of things that I've been wrong about over the past 36 years, but especially the last 10 years since I got into all of this, you know, truth stuff. I've been wrong about so many things. And this could be yet another one because I don't think we are living in the end times. But maybe I'm wrong, and maybe we are. Man, that would be... If I knew for a fact that we were living in the end times, that would change my outlook on a lot of things. It'd probably change how I live my life, actually. I don't know. Let's think about that. Let's talk about that later on in the show. But first, let's take a look at the video that I published yesterday. Just the first minute or so, so you get an idea of the replies that you're about to hear. I'll read out the replies that this video got, just so you understand the context of all of that. Let me play this video that I published yesterday and let me know in the live stream chat if this audio is coming through clearly before i play this so i do these streams live sporadically i think the most recent one was three or four weeks ago maybe more than that i'm not sure so i do these every now and then and then the next day i take the audio from the live stream video i edit out the dead air and all the any nonsense that's in there to make it sound to like to get rid of all the stuff that wastes your time, like the stuff at the beginning, and if there's any lag at the end, if there's any dead air, I get rid of that as well, to make it all a nice, listenable podcast, which is available for free through the John Bon Podbean, which means it's also available through Spotify and Podcast Addict, and probably a whole bunch of podcast relay platforms and apps that I don't even know about. But the point is, it's all available. So this is the seventh episode. If you want to hear the previous ones, you can go to the thejohnlebon.podbean.com, or you can go to, like I said, Spotify or Podcast Edit. There's a heap of options to listen to these. And they are, like I said, edited to make them better. But if you are listening live, there might be some dead air or some nonsense. That's just how it is. But the benefit of listening live is that I can read out your comments. But most people listen to these as the MP3 version. So you're probably thinking to yourself, what are you talking about, JB? Of course, this is a MP3 podcast. That's what I'm listening to. Yeah, you are... But some people do listen to these things live. And at the moment, we've got how many people? About 20 people watching live at the moment. Usually that number grows as the 
show goes on. So with that being said, why don't we get on with this then? I'll play this video, just a couple of minutes of this, and then I'm going to start reading the replies. Like I said, 40 replies already, which for a little channel like mine, my channel only has a few thousand subscribers, and most videos only get like 400, 500 views, maybe sometimes a thousand views, but this video only has 400 views and it got 40 replies, which like I said, I'm very happy about that. Most channels do not get uh, one comment per 10 views. It's closer to one per hundred, if not one per several hundred. So the engagement rate here is very high compared to most channels, which tells me that most of the audience here are interested in what I'm doing and they wanna share their thoughts, which I'm very happy about because that's the whole point of these things. I wanna know what you think about different topics. And like I said, today we're talking about this end times idea. Do you really believe that? So here's just a couple of minutes from my video that I published to YouTube last night. Are we living in the end times, folks? This is a very important question. Very important for a number of reasons, which I shouldn't even need to explain to you. But it's recently come to my attention how many of you believe that this is the end. And most of you who believe that also believe humans have been here for thousands of years. So in your mind, humans have been here for thousands or tens of thousands of years. A lot of you even believe that life has been here for millions of years. So you believe that life has been here for all of this time and you just happen to be living in the, the end of it all, which is, uh... see, I thought only like maybe 5% of people believe that. Maybe 10%. I mean, it depends on the country, of course, and the, there's lots of factors, but I didn't think it was as many people as it is. And recently I discovered just how many people believe this stuff, including awake people. And I was like, man, that's, that's messed up, isn't it? So what I want you to do is to let me know in the comment section below do you believe we're in the end times? And if so, why? Please tell me why. I want to know why. And I'm going to share with you, as politely and diplomatically as I can, why I think people who believe that are a little bit troubled. Okay, just bear with me, folks. Just bear with me. I'm not trying to upset you. In fact, I'm trying to... I'm trying to make you not be upset. Don't, don't worry about the world, man. It's not gonna end at all. And you know what? I kind of feel bad even talking about this because if you believe in the end times, you're kind of optimistic in a way that, in a way that I used to be. I used to believe in the end times, but I just no longer have that optimism. I'm afraid there's not gonna be any uh, fire or brimstone or comets from the sky or mass extinction events or zombie apocalypses. I, I used to be optimistic and hope that something like that would happen, but you know, as you get older, you're meant to learn from, from what you see and the evidence. And I now realize that, unfortunately, there's not gonna be an end of the world. So I, I'm kind of here to take away your optimism. I've been sent here to remove this optimism that you have about an end of times and to accept that this world is what it is and you're stuck here and eventually we're going to get older and we're going to get really old and then the great circle of life will continue without us okay now i can't prove that 
So it's possible that I'm wrong here. My question for you is, is it possible that you're wrong? Let me know in the comment section below. So what we're going to do is, we're going to take a look at this dude from Contact and what he did. And we're going to take a look at this conversation that was published yesterday where we spoke about this topic. Why do so many truthers believe in the end times? Guys, why do you believe in this stuff? And then we spoke about the regular people. Let's take a look at this. The regular... Oh, by the way, if you want that uh, conversation, I should have mentioned this. Just check out the info box below or check out the top comment, the pinned comment. You'll see it somewhere. Or just go to bonversations.com. This is available. Slightly more than one hour conversation. And we talk about a range of topics, including why the truth is believe in the end times. So we'll take a look at this. This really blows me away. According to a Pew Research study, 39% of US citizens believe that we're living in the end times. These results come from a Pew Research Center survey of over 10,000 adults on the center's American Trends panel that was conducted in April of 2022 titled How Religion Intersects with American Views on the Environment. The belief in the end times appears to span many religions, including, including trutherism, I should say, with 47% of Christians. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Like, the Christians, fair enough, I can see why they would believe that. And I can see why they'd really want to believe that. And then here's an image, just a, probably a CGI image of a, you know, urban wasteland. So that is the video that I published yesterday. And it received, like I said, 40 comments. I'm going to read them out over the course of the rest of this stream. We'll see what the people who replied to this think. And I'm also going to read out the replies from this Conspiracy No Polls subreddit thread that I published about a day ago, it says. I think it was earlier today. Was it yesterday? I can't even remember when it was. Was it last night or this morning? Days are just blurring into one another for me lately, folks. It's a uh, cold and dark winter here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. So I published this on the Conspiracy No Polls subreddit. And I said, why do so many truthers believe that we are living in the end times. And that received, that's got 79 replies, although about a dozen of those replies are mine. So it might be more like 50 or 60 uh, replies from that. So we're going to read them out. I'm going to reply to these comments where applicable. And I'm going to read out your live stream comments as well. So with that being said, who is in the live stream chat? We've got with us Auditing Estonia. That's interesting. We've got with us Katerina. She says, Tere. Well, Tere to you as well, of course. Tere means hello in Estonian. And you now know as much Estonian as I do. All the listeners out there around the world. I've been to Estonia twice. Beautiful place. Although I can't say, like, I've only been to one part of it, Tallinn, the capital. I don't really know about the rest of the country. But uh, beautiful city. No doubt about that. Very interesting people. No question about that either. Okay, so Slowburn1 says, Knowing everything isn't real as we know it, what is considered real in the conspiracy beliefs? Interesting question. And then it appears that there's two different uh, Estonians in the live stream chat and they're talking back and forth in Estonian. Hoax me softly, that's a cool username, says, Yeah, yeah, boy, she. All Guring and our master say that the sound is good. Thank you, everybody. I don't have a professional producer here or sound engineer. You guys are my producer. So if there's anything wrong with the audio, I need you to let me know. Okay, YouTube says, HLB, how are you removing dead air? I use uh, some plugin and a batch file to do it all automatically. What I do with these late night truth lounges is I just rip the 
video to an audio and then I just remove the beginning part where I say, guys, can you tell me if the audio is working? I remove the stuff at the end because sometimes there's a lag when you stop the stream. And then if there's any issues, say I forget to turn my microphone back on after turning it off or watching a video or something, sometimes there's some dead air there because I embarrass myself by sitting here talking to myself and the microphone isn't even turned on. And then I don't even notice it until three or four minutes later. And then I have to restart. So then I cut that out because you can just see it on the editor. You can just see this large gap that's empty. So I just chop that out. But that's all I do. I don't go and move, you know, pauses of a few seconds. But when I'm editing the Bonversations, I just go from start. I listen back to the whole thing from start to finish at like 1.5 speed. And then I just get rid of any uh, sound that shouldn't be there. And I can do that because I record on multi-tracks. So if I, if I'm listening to the guest and then I adjust my microphone or something, I can then get rid of that sound. And then if there's any technical issues, I can get rid of that. So say with uh, Tim Osman, we did have some Tim, some technical issues when we recorded the other day. And I was able to get rid of all of that. And yeah, it all comes up sounding really nice. And if you don't believe me, just go to bombersations.com. Every bombersation is available publicly right now. So just go to Bombersations and check it out and give it a listen and see if you can notice that you're listening to something where the guy who produced it actually cares about the the production values of what he's producing. Because most content creators in this kind of internet, they don't care. They just sit, they record, they publish, that's about it. Which, hey, most people also don't care about the production values, so good luck to them. You know, but I don't want to, I don't feel comfortable publishing stuff that wastes people's time. So if there is dead air or other nonsense, I get rid of that to make a nice, crisp sounding podcast and you can listen for yourself at bombersations.com go and check it out okay back to the live stream chat where were we and that was a good question thank you youtube for the question thirst for truth is in the house hello thirst for truth he left a nice comment on the patreon of tim osman even plain society because he also uploaded the second part of our call to his patreon so thank you thirst for the glowing endorsement of the tim osman bombersation Est1983 says, JLB, it's the funniest thing I thought about you just a few days ago. You know what? I think you have said that in many of my streams. I think in a lot of my streams, you're like, hey, I was, think- I was just thinking about you. Maybe you're thinking about me all the time. And you know what? Why wouldn't you? I am, of course, the world's leading skeptic. I'm the guy who discovered a whole bunch of things that nobody had discovered before. And if people don't believe me, that means you're new here. But I've got the documents. I've got the evidence. I've got 10 years on the record of me saying, guys... Here is what I recently learned. Here's what I think about it. What do you think about it? And I've discovered some things, folks. Oh, yes, indeed. Okay, Tight 2020 says, Vote with your passport. Take your tag off your car. Stuff your trunks and side compartments on your buses. What the hell are you talking about? The sword says, There may be no end, but new beginnings. Okay, well, we're up to 30 people watching live. Welcome, everybody, to the Late Night Truth Lounge episode number seven, which began at the end of the 24th of January and sort of into the beginning of the 25th of January because we started around midnight plovative time, which is about 5 p.m. U.S. East Coast and 9 a.m. the next day, Australian East Coast. But of course, like I said, most people listen to this as a podcast on a slight delay because I publish the podcast the next day, the MP3 the next day. And then Est1983 says, I do think about you a lot, JLB. Well, I appreciate that. Okay, so let's go and take a look at the comments. So again, the question was, do you believe the end is near? What did the people have to say in reply to that? Let's zoom in so those of you who are watching along can see it for yourselves. Some guy called 
thinks she's a penguin says what a beautiful apocalypse talking about there was an image that i showed on the screen of her i think it's a cgi let's go back to that oh, no i can't be bothered anyway that's not really answering the question the next response jsog says i used to be optimistic about the doom as well yeah well that's kind of one of the points i was making in that video a little bit cheekily some might even say facetiously but i think a lot of people who believe in the end times they want to believe there's going to be an end times and i've got a theory as to why we might talk about that later on mizel says it feels like a never-ending loop spotless leopard okay this loop idea do you mean as in you feel like your life is in a never-ending loop or do you think society or uh civilization is in a loop because a lot of people believe this that there are these great resets that happen and it all starts all over again <clears throat> pardon me they think that like what we're living in now is just the latest iteration of something that's been going on for time untold since time immemorial it's a very popular theory the great reset in fact there's a good chance a lot of you watching or listening right now you believe in the great reset like this idea that there was a civilization and it was very technologically advanced maybe as advanced as we are now if not more so they somehow disappeared and then we started again and then that might explain why there are some buildings that look like they're a bit too advanced to have been built 200 years ago maybe they're the remnants of the previous civilization like the previous advanced civilization or it might explain why some buildings appear to be you know like you know the how do we say the the bottom levels appear to be sunk into the ground almost like what used to be here has been covered with soil or whatever you know to the tune of a few meters because there's been some kind of mud flood or this kind of thing is very popular guys i'm sure you've heard about this some of you probably believe it let me know in the live stream chat all right spotless leopard says our great-grandchildren may end up living a caveman type life with no knowledge of all we see today but there'll never be end times our great-grandchildren well maybe your great-grandchildren i don't think i'm going to have great-grandchildren but we uh, don't need to talk about that today. I've discussed that in previous podcasts. This idea of these people who are having children, which is, you know, the most amazing thing you can do, probably, bring life into the world. It's pretty cool, man. I'm kind of envious of parents in a lot of ways. But if those same parents believe we're living in the end, like, imagine if you believe this were the end times, but you still had children. What the? You know, this is like, this what I'm trying to say here, guys. Or well, people who think that the world's bad and getting worse, why would that person bring children into the world? Seems very strange to me. Very strange indeed. All right. Daniel Morris says, like you said, thinking it's the end is optimistic. Just the end of my world. A new one always forms. I like that comment. All right. Crash. How come all of you guys have four digits at the end of your username? Seriously. JSOG 4885. Mazel 4096. Daniel Morris 6584. Crash 6871. R Cook two oh eight no two six oh eight. What is going on there? Are you guys all bots? Am I reading the comments of is my channel getting high engagement because somebody has sent a bunch of bots my way? Is that what's going on here, folks? It's possible, guys. I think about this. I think AI has advanced to a level where it's it could easily just leave a bunch of comments that seem like they're coming from all people. And that's just entry level stuff. Bots were doing that years ago. The stuff that AI can do today, it's not just hype, folks. It's remarkable what AI can do. And I discussed that with Tim Osman 
in the conversation. So go and check it out. Yeah, yeah. Or and I've got I've got evidence, folks. I've got the documents. I don't just say this stuff. I show evidence of what AI can do. And if I didn't tell you it was AI that produced a certain video, you might not realize it was all done by AI. AI can now make more compelling truther-style videos than truthers, even the good truthers. I'm serious. If you think I'm kidding, maybe we'll talk about that later on in the stream. All right, so Crash6871 says, I think good times are coming. All the conflict is nonsense anyway. I believe the future will be amazing. Now, that is a nice... I like that comment. The good times are coming. The future will be amazing. That is a nice way to see the world. I like that. I'm not saying that I agree with it, but it seems like a nice way to view the world. Okay, R. Cook says, I've always wanted to build an apocalypse bunker underground. It's a neat thought, but imagine... Let me just scroll a bit further across here. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've got an idea, folks, to make this... Why didn't I think of this bit? Okay, if I zoom in this way, see now this is this is much more sensible. I should have done this from the beginning. All right, so we'll zoom. There's two ways to zoom in: Control Plus, and then using your uh, you know your laptop D-pad mouse thing, whatever it's called. Anyway, so I've done it the better way, and so now we can see the whole comment without having to scroll. Okay, so R. Cook says, "I've always wanted to build an apocalypse bunker underground. It's a neat thought, but imagine living in that." It would be so sad. Yeah, this idea that some people have of like, ooh, I want to go off grid and I want to build a bunker. And if there's a nuclear apocalypse or a zombie apocalypse or there's some kind of virus that sweeps... Which, by the way, all of those things are... I've got to watch what I say because this is YouTube. This idea of a nuclear war and a zombie apocalypse and a V-I-R-U-S-P-A-N-D-E-M-I-C sweeping the world... And those three things are all equally ridiculous and they're not real other than on TV and in your imagination. In those places, it's real. But in the real world, no, none of those things can happen. But these people who think, oh, I'm going to build a bunker. It's like, yeah, even if those things were real and you survived in the bunker, imagine just sitting down in a bunker for how long? A few days, a few weeks? Imagine that. If you were just by yourself, you'd go nuts from the isolation. If you're with other people, you'd go nuts from being stuck with them for how long? Days, weeks, months? Unless you really like that person. And I mean, you'd have to really love... There's never been anybody in my whole life that I have liked so much that I would want to be stuck with them in some cramped space for days, let alone weeks on end. Nobody, guys. And I've met some cool people. I've met some lovely people. I've met some people who I like spending time with for like a day or two in a row. No. Any more than that is uh, too much for me. Personally... Personally, that's just how. I, I, imagine being stuck down there in a bunker. If someone says, "Oh, but Joe, you'll be," I really love my girlfriend. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you do. Would you want to be stuck with her? Or suppose you had a boyfriend. Would you want to be stuck with him in an enclosed little space for days and days? Would you really want that? If your answer is yes, then that's really cool. I envy you that you have someone who you care about and like being around that much. But me, no. I don't care how interesting or funny or smart or beautiful or sexy they are. A couple of days stuck, just the two of us. Goodness gracious. And then imagine if there's three or four or five of you stuck in the bunker. There's bound to be at least one person where you're like, I'm sick of this guy. Or I'm sick of this girl. Or they get sick of you. They're like, yeah, yeah, we've heard about the training thing. We've heard enough of it, okay? We, okay, we know Michelle Obama, Sigourney Weaver, we get it. Justin Bieber, we get it. We don't hear it anymore. 
Okay, they could have been they could have been killed by the PAND MIC anyway, by the nuclear war. Okay, so who cares if they are TR four double NYs? Stop talking about it. And no, we don't want to hear about flat Earth anymore. We've heard it already. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if you look out the window, yeah, we don't care, mate. We don't care. Or at least that's what I'd be saying, mate. I've had enough of it, all right? Enough of this nonsense. Alrighty, so they lie, we see, says. So guys, what I'm reading out is the replies that were left on the YouTube video that I published yesterday. Because I appreciate people who leave comments, especially the thoughtful ones. So they lie, we see, says, little do the doom and gloomers know that the definition of apocalypse is merely revelation slash disclosure, not the end of the world, whatever that means. So what they lie, we see, is saying is that this idea of an apocalypse even if there were an apocalypse, that doesn't mean fire and brimstone. That means a great revelation, which is actually what the etymology of the word apocalypse means. So I agree with what they lie we see is saying. I think if I'm reading his or her comment, I think it's him. Let's just go with him. I think his comment is meant to imply that they don't believe in an end time scenario. So, so far, I don't think have any of these replies said we've gone through one, two, three, four five, six, seven. We've read eight of the 40 replies and none of them have said that they believed in end times yet. Maybe Sci-Hop. See, Sci-Hop, 9220. This must be some kind of YouTube policy where they just added a bunch of like four digits to the end of everybody's usernames. Either that or I'm talking to a bunch of bots. I'm talking to and making videos for and reading comments from a bunch of bots. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me, folks. In fact, it would explain quite a lot of things explain an awful lot. Anyway, Sihop says, the end of an age and the end of an empire, but not the end of the world. The end of an empire. Okay, so what you believe the United States and the, the Western power structure is going to fall apart? Is that what you think? Like you think what China's going to take over? Or some country in the Middle East? Or what, Russia? What, Brazil, the BRICS? Brazil, Russia, India, China? You think that? Really? That's interesting. Okay. That's a little bit different to the end times, but it's still an interesting question. Do you think we're living through the end of the the uh, US or the Anglo-American uh, empire? Do you believe that? I don't believe that. I think we're watching the end of a certain ethnicity. Yes. And let's not get too much into that because, again, we're on YouTube here. We have to watch what we say. We're watching that in real time. In real time, we're watching that happen in uh, the US, England, Western Europe, Australia, New Zealand. We're seeing that happen, yes. But in terms of the power structure, no, I don't see that changing for another several generations at the very least. But I could be wrong. So Sihop continues, the amount of synchronicity regarding water is plentiful. Okay, I didn't, I missed this part. So Sihop said, let me, let me start from the start, in, out of respect to Sihop. This is their comment. The end of an age and the end of an empire, but not the end of the world. Mankind is moving from the house of fish to the house of water carrier. The amount of synchronicity regarding water is plentiful. Okay, so Sihop thinks end of an empire, but not the end times. What does calcified in a boulder think? Let's read this one. Frankly, I believe it would be better for the slate to be wiped clean in some sense due to how horrendous everything is and the trajectory of where it's heading. But I don't see that happening. At the very least, 
It's not happening anytime soon. Yeah, a lot of people feel this way. They feel as though the state of the world as it is today, it'd be better to start again from scratch. In fact, a lot of people believe that... <clears throat> Pardon me, folks, I had to clear my throat a few times. I might try and clean that up in the MP3 version. Or maybe I won't. Where was I? Oh, yeah, so a lot of people believe... Like, forget the end times. Let's talk about the start times. A lot of people believe in, like, a Garden of Eden-style beginning to this world as we know it. They might not frame it that way or phrase it that way. They might not say, oh, like, they'll say, oh, I don't believe in a Garden of Eden. And I'll reply, okay, do you believe there used to be a time when things were more pure and things were better and they weren't corrupted? And then something came along and corrupted it all? And generally the answer is yes. Which I, I can understand why they would think that, because they've got this idea in their head of, ah, oh, in the past, there was no usury. There was no propaganda, or at least not the kind that we see today. Uh, there was families, and there was communities, and people grew their own food. And to an extent, I guess a lot of that probably is true. Were times really better than, would you really, if you could go back and live in that time, would you really? I don't think you'd do that. And if your answer is, yes, I would do that, okay, have you looked into going and joining the Amish or one of these other, you know, like a kibbutz or something? Have you looked into it? No, probably you haven't. And if you did look into it, why didn't you do it? Because you wouldn't have your technology and all your creature comforts, which you're very comfortable with and you're used to, which I'm not criticizing you for. I'm just saying, you realize if you went back 100 years or 200 years or if you believe it was real a 1,000 years ago, you realize you wouldn't have those things. Just like if you went and joined the Amish today, you would lose most of those creature comforts. So why don't you do it? Why don't you go and join a kibbutz or some commune somewhere? Or go and join one of those sort of hippies slash Buddhist, uh, you know, monasteries or temples. It can be done, folks. I've spoken to people who've done it and they lasted at most a few years and then guess what they did? They came back to civilization. You know why that is? You know why that is coming now. All right, so Matty V from Phuket, who now goes by Eco Diving Center, he says, and I've met this guy in real life multiple times in Thailand, in Malaysia, and in Australia. I've met this guy in real life. Cool dude. He says, it's always the end times for most people as it's part of the cycle of life. When you pull the finger out and work on yourself and heal all the traumas and make peace with it, magic will happen. The ACT realm, the alternative conspiracy truth realm, the truth realm, has become nothing but an echo chamber that reflects an opposing view of everything mainstream, which gives it the polarity to exist in the first place. So I think what he's saying is that it's the end times in the sense of your life as an individual will come to an end. So in that sense, the end times is real. But I think he's implying that the idea of an end times for you know, reality, the whole world, for everybody... I think he's implying that he does not believe in that. And what he's also saying is that people need to heal the traumas because we've all suffered traumas of all kinds, folks, especially if you were radiated in the womb, born cesarean section, mutilated at birth because it looks be Your parents think it looks better if they mutilate their son. And a lot of people do this to this day. Oh, my goodness gracious me. So if you were radiated, mutilated... V-A-double-C, innated. You've gone through some traumas. If you were fed crappy foods, if your parents were poor at their job and they 
argued in front of you or yelled at you when you made childish mistakes, which all children do. If they, uh, I mean, parents can make all kinds of mistakes and maybe they made some with you and you probably still have some trauma to this day or maybe going to school, maybe some shit happened to you there or uh, other things that you might have done as a kid and, and that might still be with you. And not just as a kid, but as an adult, you might have had some bad relationships. You might have fallen in love with the wrong person and and uh, suffered as a result or you might have fallen into substance abuse of some kind or whatever the case is. A lot of us are walking around with all kinds of traumas deep within our psyches. And what Maddie B seems to be suggesting is that people need to work on that. And uh, this is a habit that Maddie has. It doesn't really matter what topic it is that we're talking about. He'll say, well, here's what you need to do. Work on the traumas and heal yourself. Because he believes in this. And I know that he believes in it. And he doesn't just talk about it. He seems to really live the the uh, the self-improvement, you know, the self-discovery life. And it must be nice living in beautiful Phuket, Thailand, as this... As this gentleman does, I've been there, I've met him there. What a place, Phuket, man. Beautiful place, no doubt about it. Probably if I was going to try and do some inner work, I'd probably not, I'd prefer to be in a nice tropical place, to tell you the truth. Seems like a good place to do it. Go around, walking around, go to the beach, go for a bit of a jog on the sand, and uh, walk up that little mountain in Phuket with the Buddha on the top of it. That'd be a good place to do some inner work, I would think. Probably a better place than here in Plovdiv, Bulgaria in the winter, where it is freezing outside. And if you are a foreigner like myself, you're probably going to find that the primary means of social interactions is down at the old watering hole, isn't it? And this can lead to more mistakes and more problems and possibly even more trauma. It can actually do, it can be the opposite of what you want to do. You want to work on your traumas and become a better person. And next thing you're down at the watering hole and you have one beer too many, then someone says, hey, there's this other place that's open, let's go there. You're like, yeah, why not? And then next thing, it's four o'clock in the morning, and uh, you're like, what the hell just happened? Not doing yourself any favors, are you? But it can be very fun. It can be very fun. Be my point, it's probably easy to do some inner work when you're uh, living in the tropics, as our main man, Matty V from Phuket, is doing. Okay. Dante from New York, a heavy hitter from JohnTheBond.com, he says this. I think most people who adopt this view... He's talking about the idea that the end times is here. Whether religious normies or conspiratards would rather see the world end for them because they're too afraid to end it themselves while simultaneously being envious of others and prefer them to perish too. Instead of leaving the party early and alone while it rages on without them. This is probably my favorite comment from all the ones that were left on the YouTube upload. There were some good comments left on Reddit. We'll get to that in a moment, but... Of all of the YouTube comments that were left so far, this is probably my favorite. And I've been saying this for years. I've been saying this for literally years. I don't know how many years. Is it four years? Six years? I'm not sure. But I, I realized some time ago that a lot of the people who believe in the end times and preach that we're in the end times, they actually want this to be the end times. Dante has worded it better than I can. So let's go with this again. He says, most people who adopt this view would rather see the world end for them because they're too afraid to end it themselves. In other words, if you really hate this world and you're like, I don't want to be here, to actually take the steps to leave this place without trying to sound too macabre, there are things you can, in theory, do to get out of here. Not that I would recommend them or endorse them, and I hope that you don't do those things. For my own selfish reasons, I hope that none of you guys go down that path. But in theory, you could. But most people don't want to do that. And Dante says that that's because they're too afraid to do it. 
So those people are like, man, I'm, I'm stuck here because I refuse to leave of my own accord. So if there was a comet that took out Earth, and of course I don't believe in that space, but you get what I'm trying to say. Hypothetically, if a comet took out Earth, or if there was a plague that took out the humans, or if there was a nuclear war, and all of these things that don't really exist, by the way, but if they did happen, a lot of people would be happy because they're like, yes, this is all going to end. Everybody's coming with me. I'm not going to go into the nether. I'm not going to go into the the next level all alone. Everyone's coming with me. We're going to wipe this slate clean. That's why they want to believe in the end times. They're hoping that there is a great end to all of this so that everyone goes at the same time. And Dante makes a good analogy there. Rather than leave the party early alone, they want the whole party to end in one fell swoop. That's a good analogy. I like that. Dante, I agree with you. Excellent comment. Okay, so let's go and check out the live stream chat. We've got about 50 people watching live from all over the world. This is, of course, Late Night Truth Lounge number seven. And before I get to the live stream chat, by the way, guys, if you enjoy these shows, let me know. Send me an email, johnlebond123gmail.com. Say, hey, JLB, I like these Late Night Truth Lounges. You should do them more often. Not once a month or a couple of times a month. You should do these once a week. If I knew there were enough people who really like this stuff, I possibly could set aside one night a week. Wouldn't that be cool? A weekly late night truth lounge, say on a Wednesday, from midnight Plovdiv time, 5 p.m. U.S. East Coast, 9 a.m. Australian East Coast. I could do this every week, folks, if I thought people really cared about it and wanted the show to go on. I could do it once a week. Send me an email. Let me know that you care about it. Or send me. This is an even better idea, folks. Why not go to johnlebond.com and go to the support JLB section. It's right there at the top. You can see it. Click on support. Just bear with me here, folks. Because I know that you know what's coming, but just think about this. You can go to johnlebond.com and you can support what I do here by signing up as a member or just sending through a one-off tip. Imagine if every time I did one of these late-night truth lounges, some dude from America sent me 10 bucks, Some dude from England sent me 20 bucks, Some guy from Canada sent me 30 bucks, And I added it all up and I was like, hey, this is only 50 or 60 bucks, but that, that's enough to go and buy myself a nice dinner tomorrow. Every week I'm going to do one of these shows. It wouldn't take much money to encourage me, folks. It really wouldn't. Send through some tips. Or just, if you can't do that, just send an email. Say, JLB, you don't hear from me often, but I really like those late-night truth lounges. I hope you do them more often. And if I believe there's enough support for this, moral support, people sending nice emails, leaving nice comments, financial support, people sending me enough money to go and buy myself a nice dinner here in Plovdiv, Bulgaria. If I thought that was the case, I could do this once a week. So let me know, folks. Do you like the show? That's johnlebond.com. That's the support JLB section. Or... JohnLeBond123gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, boy. All right, let's get back to these comments then, shall we? Lots of comments coming through. All right, so Speak Life Garden Homestead and Permaculture is the username of this person in the live stream chat. They write this. YouTube cuts off the end of your name, adds numbers. It does to mine at times, but other times it says the whole name. Yeah, that makes sense. So remember how before I was saying that all the, not all of them, but a lot of the comments that were left were from usernames with four digits at the end? It seems as though there is a logical, rational explanation for it. Speak, life, garden, homestead, and permaculture says that's because YouTube does it automatically. So there you go. You learn something every day. Tight2020 says, wow, calling me a drone? F you, JLB. Dude, relax, man. I don't know if you're a bot or a drone. Take it easy. Take it easy, man. Relax. I'm reading out your comments, aren't I? And, and some of you I do know are real because I've met you in real life. There's a lot of people who follow my channel who are here in the live streams or they leave comments. I know they're real. 
I've met them in real life. Some of them have even come to stay with me here in Plovdiv, Bulgaria, in my apartment. So some people I know are real. But if I haven't met you, how am I supposed to know if you're real? And if I suggest that possibly you are a bot, why would you take that personally? Maybe you are a bot who has been trained to become angered and triggered by any suggestion that you are a bot. Hmm, that'd be interesting. If people sent some bots to my channel, and then part of the programming of the bot was, if JLB implies that you may be a bot, become indignant and tell JLB to go F himself. Hmm, it's possible, folks. You never know. All right, let's read some more live stream chat comments. What else have we got here? The sword, it says, a comment on a video nowadays leaves numbers. Oh, okay. Did I already read that one? Oh, okay. So the sword is saying the same thing as the uh, commented earlier. Okay. Katarina says, the YouTube bot theory is reality, not just theory. You are right. Well, I think there are a lot of bots on YouTube. In fact, I know for a fact that there are a lot of bots on YouTube. The question is, how many people leaving comments on my channel are bots? Because the engagement rate on my channel is through the roof. I can upload a video that only gets four or 500 views and it gets 30 or 40 or 50 unique commenters. Now, to put that in perspective, a lot of channels in our corner of the internet, they'll have videos that get, say, 2,000, 4,000 views and they'll only get one dozen, maybe two dozen comments. And that's more in line with what you find across the board at YouTube. So the engagement rate on the John the Bond YouTube channel is through the frickin' roof, folks. Now, is that because my content is so engaging that people want to leave their comments to share their thoughts? Is it because people know that when they leave comments on my videos, there's a good chance I will read out their comment and respond to it? I think that could be part of it. Is it because I've been podcasting now for almost a decade and I've built up an organic, like the, the different audiences for different channels, some of them might not be so organic, but the audience of this channel is organic and it's people who've been here for years. Some of these usernames, I've seen them since the beginning, since 10 years ago. So that you build up this familiarity with people. Is it that? Like, is it that the, the audience here, albeit a small one compared to most uh, YouTube channels, is a, is a real one? It's, uh, again, I'm using the word organic. I can't think of a better one right now. It is, of course, uh, one o'clock in the morning here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. But you can see the point I'm making. Is, is the engagement rate here high because of the fact that I've been here for so long and a lot of the, the viewers have been here for so long as well? I think that could be a factor. There's a number of potential explanations. In any event, I'm very happy that I can upload a video and one in 10 views are like, I'm going to tell JLB exactly what I think. Okay, Travel C says LMAO. I hope you are laughing with me, but I don't know what you're laughing at. Auditing Estonia says the yoke with the millennium change was that all the computers will zero out because of the year NR00 and all nukes will fly in the world. Smiley face. I'm hoping and guessing, Auditing Estonia, that you do not believe in NUKE. B-O-M-B-S. In fact, is auditing Estonia... Are you one of the people I met when I was in Estonia? I think you are. It's all coming back to me now. Let me know in the live stream chat. Did we meet when I was in Estonia a few months ago? I think we did. I think we met in real life. I'll read a couple more of these live stream comments and we'll get back to the YouTube replies. Speak Lifeguard and Homestead and Permaculture says, 
Funny how it's assumed the others would be the annoying ones in the bunker. <laughs> I'm sure I would be the annoying one for reasons I would only realize after the world's long gone. Yeah, that's a good point. If I got stuck in a bunker with five people, it could be me who's the annoying one of the five. I would like to think that I'm pretty good at keeping my mouth shut when I'm around to people who are dumber than me. In fact, I do it almost every time I go down to the old watering hole. Somebody says something that I know to be ridiculously wrong. I don't say, oh, that's wrong. No, I'm like, oh, really? That's interesting. Oh, okay. Or I say nothing at all, guys. You'd be amazed. When I go down to the old watering hole and buy myself a frothy or two and sit there watching the sports ball or do whatever I'm doing, you'd be surprised how little I speak. It's really me listening, especially once people realize that I listen to them. You know, everybody wants to talk. Everybody wants someone to listen to them. And so when they realize I'm one of those people who listens to them and pays attention to what they're saying, they never shut up. And of course, I generally don't tell them what I'm thinking because it's not going to make any sense to them. What? You don't believe Putin? No, I don't believe Putin's evil. You don't believe... No, I don't believe that either. Why not? Well, because you see, the telescreen in your bedroom or in your living room, its whole job is to fill your head with nonsense. And it's clearly succeeded once again. You've never met these people. You've never seen these people. You have no evidence that these people even exist. And if they do, you've got no evidence that they're evil trying to take over the... For just one example. Well, see, I already lost that person. They're like, what? What do you mean? It was on TV. Of course it's real. What, you think they're all in on it? So I generally don't tell them what I think about stuff. And uh, in the absence of that, unless they take an interest in me, which, you know, most people don't take an interest in each other, not a real interest. They might ask you a question to get your attention so then you'll ask them the same question back so then they can just jibber-jabber on and not shut the hell up. But most people don't have any real interest in other people. Generally speaking is my experience across the world, folks. Across the world. And so because I don't want to cause problems with them by telling them what I really think about stuff, and because most of them don't take any real interest in other people, including me, what are we left with? Well, we're left with when they say to me, oh, blah, 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 and I'm like, oh, really, why did that happen? They're like, well, actually, and I'm like, oh, really? Well, now I'm listening to them, and of course I'm watching the sports ball, I'm watching, you know, for instance, Matty B's team, Liverpool, versus Big Ange Postacoglu's Tottenham, for example. Well, they're just going to sit there and blah, 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 blah. And when I'm drinking, man, I'm actually interested in what they have to say. When I drink, for some reason, I become interested in other people and their their life stories. It actually, it actually becomes interesting to me. Even boring people, if I have a few beers, I'm like, I get into the conversation. If I into what I mean, I listen to them. I ask them questions. I'm like, well, why'd you do that? Oh, really? Did you try something? Oh, okay. Oh, well, what, what made you want to do that in the first place? And, and you know, most people, no one ever asked them these questions. No one ever asked them, well, why did you want to do that? Oh, really? When did you decide? Most people don't take a real interest, you see. Most people's conversation skills are absolutely atrocious. They don't have any real interest in other people. That's just a natural human condition. It's been that way for a long time, folks. Don't think that's a new thing. Dale Carnegie was writing about this in like the 19, what, the 1920s or something? 1930s? Generations ago, Dale Carnegie was talking about how if you take an actual interest in people... They will love being around you because most people don't give a flying you-know-what about other people. They will ask trivial questions to make small talk sometimes. Or they will just tell their own stories and, and whatever. But in terms, of, in terms of people actually being like, okay, so, oh, really, you're doing that? Why are you doing that? Oh, really? How long have you been doing that for? Oh, wow. Is it working out how you planned? Oh, wow, cool. What did you see when you went there? Really? 
How many people? Oh, wow. Like, if you're actually interested in them, you're the best person they've met in weeks, if not months, if not years. Because in generally, generally speaking, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares, man. So the point of my story is if I was in the bunker, I'm pretty sure I would be the one who'd be bored shitless because unless we had alcohol. Dude, if we had lots of alcohol down there in the bunker, I think it'd be no problem because I could just sit there and I'd be like listening to people's life story, and I would love it. People love telling life stories. We all do. And I'd be like, give me a few froffies and I can sit there and we can, we could probably talk for a week. If we've got nothing else, if we can't leave the bunker and we've got nothing else to do, just supply me with the froffies, mate, and I'll listen to you. I'll listen to your life story. I'll take an interest in you that no one's taken in a long, long time. So I think in the bunker, people would like me, as long as there's alcohol. If there's no alcohol, I think people would be like, how come that guy's not talking? And I'd be like, I'm not talking because what's there to talk about? Well, we can talk about Zelensky and Putin and Michelle Obama. I don't want to talk about that. I'm not interested in anything you have to say about that. Couldn't care less. Of course, I wouldn't say that. I'd be like, oh, I'd nod my head politely. Oh. I'd just be sitting there bored crapless. Oh, my goodness gracious me. You know what? I'd be like, guys... It's been real down here in this bunker with you. Really, it's been great. The last 24 hours listening to you idiots, it's it's been fantastic. You know that nuclear war that's gone out there? I'm going to take my chances, okay? So, good luck down here in the bunker. I'll come back and let you know when the radiation levels are better, okay? But I'm going out there. And they'd be like, no, no, you're not going to make it. I'd be like, listen, to tell the truth down here with you guys, I'm not going to make it either. So, uh, it's been real. Goodbye. People think I'm joking. I'm not joking, folks. Seriously. the, The average... The average person is so boring. Really. If I'm sober. Which is why I don't... Like, tonight I'm sober. I've been sober for the last six days. I don't go out. I just stay here watching sports balls, strumming my guitar. Or interviewing people for conversations and editing the podcasts. Yeah? That's, or making YouTube videos like I did last night. If I'm not drinking, I don't socialize very much. Hey, anyway, enough about that. Where was I? Oh, oh yeah, so um, anyway. Speak, life, garden, homestead and permaculture... That's an excellent comment. You say it's funny that I assume that the others would be the annoying ones. Yeah, I'm pretty confident they would be. Uh, but maybe I would be the annoying one. That's also possible. So I'm going to set you as a moderator. Can I do that? Oh, I can't. Can I do that? No, I have to go to this. I have to go to my YouTube version to do that. All right. I'm going to set you as a moderator of the channel. Just don't ban people for no reason, okay? That's the, that's the only rule I have for moderators. Don't like. Don't use your wrench to ban people. I'm just sitting as a moderator so that you've, your name comes up in blue, and uh, it makes you look more important. That's what I'm doing. Yes, because you are more important. You left a good comment, so you you now have been elevated to moderator status. But please don't ban people from the chat. Uh, I don't like it when people do that. Thank you very much. Okay, going back to the comments. The unmediated mind says, "I would really just enjoy building a bunker." Oh, here we go. And where I live, it would not be a novel frugality. We have tornadoes, and it would be a utilitarian endeavor that would pay for itself the first use. Okay, let me ask you this, unmediated mind. How long have you been living in the tornado area without a bunker? Because if your answer is like 10 or 20 years, then it would seem that you don't really need a bunker to survive it. So I can see the point that you're making. You're saying... If you built a doomsday bunker, even if there was no doomsday, the bunker would still be useful during tornado situations. What I'm saying, and that makes sense, don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is, how long have you been living without the bunker? Because if it's 10 or 20 years or so, then evidently the bunker isn't necessary to survive the tornadoes. 
But I guess you might reply, well, yeah, but it, it'd be more comfortable during a tornado in the bunker because you never know if this is going to be the tornado that wipes out the house. So I can actually see the point you're making. And you know what? Yeah, being in a bunker during a tornado, like it would suck that you know that people's properties are being damaged, people are dying, obviously that'd suck, but that would be pretty exciting to be in a bunker during a tornado, wouldn't it? Because you would know it's only for like a few hours, maybe a day or so, right? You would know this is not permanent. That would be fun. What I was saying earlier was, imagine being stuck in a bunker for days and days or weeks, either all by yourself, so solitary confinement, you would go crazy. Or, and people are like, I wouldn't go crazy. I enjoy my own car. And I'm like, yeah, you enjoy your own company when you're ripping bongs and listening to live streams. But during a, a real end of world scenario, you wouldn't have that, would you? Okay. Unless you think if a nuclear holocaust was going on, people like me would still be live streaming and keeping you entertained. Is that what you think? Is that what you think? It wouldn't be the case. You'd be down there in the bunker all by yourself, no live streams, probably no electricity, actually. You would go nuts within a couple of days, folks. You really would. I really believe that. Okay. Yes. I could be wrong. Let me know in the live stream chat. Okay. Our master says... I think YouTube gave at some point... Okay, so this, you're, the, you're the third person who has explained... <laughs> okay, I'm the idiot in this one. All of those numbers were because of a YouTube policy to add numbers. Okay, I'm the fool in this one. Guys, I can admit it when I didn't know something and then I learned something. Okay, I learned something. Fair enough. Thank you very much. All right. Ooh, lots of people in live stream chat. We lost our spot. Uh, let's have a look. Tight 2020 says, I would rather have breakfast with my creator... Than stay in a bunker for 10 years. Yes, I I agree with you. It'd be better to be dead than be stuck in a bunker for 10 years. Can you imagine that? Stuck in a bunker for 10 years. I wouldn't want to be stuck in a bunker for even 10 days, man. Like, that'd be, that'd be too much. You know, during the 2020 nonsense, folks, I was stuck in a studio apartment in a not very shall we say, well-to-do part of Kuala Lumpur. Not that it was dangerous, in my opinion. Some people tried to tell me it was, but I didn't see any danger. But it was just not very well lit, and there was nothing to do there. And even if there was something to do, it was the lockdowns anyway, so you couldn't do anything. And, uh, yeah, I was... I'd only just arrived in Kuala Lumpur, so I didn't have any friends, didn't have any... There was nothing to do. I was just stuck in that studio apartment all by myself. And uh, those are the kinds of memories that stay with you for a long, long time. In fact, since we're up to one hour already, why don't I... I'm going to do something, folks. Just bear with me here. I'm going to go and find a little tune. And the tune... All right. Well, let's try this instead. Just bear with me here, folks. You're listening to John the Bond for the Late Night Truth Lounge. Number 7, January 24 slash 25 of 20. 24. Yes, 2024, folks. I have been podcasting now for almost 10 years. Once we get to September, it'll be 10 years that I've been podcasting. That blows me away. Before I started podcasting, I didn't have any dreams of being a podcaster. It's just something that I wanted to do when I realized the media fakery and the rest of it. And I was listening to other people's podcasts. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to be part of this alternative media movement that I used to believe in. And then I started podcasting. I never would have believed I'd be sitting here almost 10 years later in a, an apartment looking over the river in a little city that no one's ever heard of in a little country that most Australians couldn't place on a map. In fact, 
I'd be I'd be impressed if most Americans, if you gave them a map of Europe and said, where's Bulgaria? I'd be impressed if they could tell you where it is. And this isn't a criticism of Australians or Americans. Why do they need to know European geography? But yeah, most people don't even know where the hell this place is. In fact, I haven't listened to much fakeologists for the last three weeks, but I did listen to their New Year's Day stream, or at least some of it. In fact, that was the last thing I listened to. I haven't listened to anything since then. I used to listen to all the stuff they put out now, not so much. But anyway, I heard their New Year's Day stream, and a couple of the dudes on there were talking about JLB and, oh, you know, what's he up to? Where is he? And they were talking about how they were like, is he in Belarus? I think he's in Belarus. I think JLB... And I'm like, I'm listening to this, I'm like, I've been in Bulgaria for three years, literally three years now, and I'm not rounding up. Like, I got to Bulgaria at the end of 2020, so it's been slightly more than three years now. And I always say, this is JLB coming to you from beautiful Bansko, Bulgaria, which is where I first went, or coming to you from Sofia, Bulgaria, where I spent, I don't know, I collected maybe two or three weeks I spent there, if you add it all up. Or most of the time, it's, I'm coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. I always say where I'm coming to you from. And I've been saying it for three years. And I've explained why I came to Bulgaria, because it was in, it is in the EU, which Belarus is not. Okay, so, and again, okay, Bulgaria and Belarus, Bulgaria, four syllables, Belarus, okay, slightly different uh, syllables there, but Bulgaria, Belarus, they kind of sound similar. They're both Eastern Europe. I can see how people might confuse that. I'm not trying to attack anybody here, but these are very different countries. Uh, for one example, Bulgaria is in the European Union. Belarus most certainly is not. And people might be like, oh, why does that matter? Well, okay, so the EU is like Europe's version of the United States. So you know how when the US was becoming a nation and the different colonies were joining as states and they were joining the Union and then this part of Mex- this part of Spain, well, it was Mexico up here, but then the English bought that part and the French. You see what I'm trying to say? Like, it all became what we now call the United States as a union. That same concept is what the EU is in Europe. Okay, so confusing Bulgaria and Belarus is kind of like... Um, let me see if I can think of an example off the top of my head. It'd be like confusing California and... That little place that's just south of California in Mexico. What's it called? Is it called Burge? What's it called? Burge, California, something like that. So you're like, the names are similar. And they're in a similar, a roughly similar geographic area. But they're very different places. And, uh, yeah, so I'm in Bulgaria. And I don't even know how the hell I got onto this tangent. Forgive me, folks. It's about, in fact, it's 1.13 a.m. here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. Not... Belarus. I'm in Bulgaria. And there's a big difference. Anyhow, what was I going to do? I was going to play this song. Yes, indeed, a doodly. Let's take a look at this. So, folks, I recorded this uh, video clip of me dancing in my studio. Ap- oh, that's right. I may have gone to this. So, I was in... I just arrived in Kuala Lumpur. And then all the planes stopped. Because, as you know, some guy ate a bat in China. And at first, it was kind of... It was kind of fun in the sense of none of us knew what was going to happen next. Okay, it sucked being all alone, but it was kind of like exciting because... I mean, you guys remember 2020. I mean, some of you remember 2020. Of course, some people don't really have memories. But those of you who can remember what was happening and how it felt and what was going through your mind, 
imagine at that time, March, April, May of 2020, being all alone in a studio apartment in a city where you don't know anybody, you just arrived, a very foreign place to where you're from. Okay, Kuala Lumpur, it's Asia. It is like a hot pot of Asia. You know what I'm trying to say? It is one of the, the big cities and one of the one of the cool cities of Asia. Full of Asian people, of course. And uh, Asian, you know, it's Asia. It's Asia, what I'm trying to say. So you, you're a complete foreigner there and all you've got is your little studio apartment, an Airbnb studio apartment. Okay? And you're in a building. I mean, I won't go into it. The point is, that's not the same as being in a bunker, but it's the cl- it's kind of the closest that I've been in some respects. And I think I did go a little bit mad during that time, during those lockdowns. And I'm going to present to you Exhibit A of my evidence. This is some guy ate a bat in China. For those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, you won't be able to see the video clip. But let me put it to you like this. One of my listeners put together this track. His name is Gully Scott. He's an Australian. I think he's from Victoria. I think this track is genius tier. Really, it's quite amazing. In fact, Gully Scott, if you're out there, I would love to get you as a guest on The Bombersations. You must be a very intelligent and creative guy to put this together. So I took this song and I decided to dance. I'd been cooped up in that little studio apartment all alone in a foreign country in the middle of a once-in-a-lifetime so-called P-A-N-D-E-M-I-C. And I think, folks, I started to go a little bit crazy. So for those of you who are watching, you can see for yourself, make up your own mind, and then let me know in the live stream, chat a little bit at your comments. Do you think this is evidence of a man, in your opinion, putting aside what you know about me previously, if you just saw this as a one-off thing, if someone, if someone showed you this video and said, okay, see this guy here? See the way he's carrying on right now? Do you think he's in the best mental state? And make up your own mind what you would say. This is Some Guy Ate a Bat in China by Gully Squad. Video clip by your main man, John LeBond. And bear in mind, like I said, when I made this... When, when did I upload this? What does it say here? This was August. This is from August. So this... By then, they had, the lockdowns had kind of finished a little bit, but then started again. So by this stage, it had been like five months of mostly lockdown. Not being able to go out and meet people and... Oh, it was madness. And I didn't have a balcony either. I, I didn't have a balcony. I couldn't even just go out and get some fresh air without going downstairs. And one time I went downstairs and the police were like, get back upstairs. It was crazy. So this is Some Guy Ate a Bat in China by Gully Squad. Video clip by your main man, John LeBon, after five months of isolation. Take a look at this. Crushing new laws. Crushing new laws on things as simple as uh, stopping to have a coffee or sitting in a park caught a lot of people by surprise. Oh yeah, oh boy, this shit banging. Some guy ate a bat in China, and he can't go out at night. Some guy ate a bat in China, and he got no human rights. Someone ate a bat in China in a cave, now you're human slave. Some guy ate a bat in China, so now the pharmaceutical companies get paid. Some bat in China, lock off the whole world, change things, rearrange it, or so we're told, like the world's under a spell, like this is the beginning of hell, yo, yeah, 
any sci-fi movie that's seen it. world order. Seen it. decrees cascading it. President Trump's pen. Any horror movie that I've been. And the rest of the world now figuring out. Sorry, oh, yeah. oh boy, this oh boy. Just things change, rearrange. And get strange. I hit a bat in China, so now I can't get any toilet paper. Yeah. Crushing new laws on things as simple as uh, stopping to have a coffee or to stay home watch TV. Better stay home. Don't miss the family. Some guy ate a bat in China, so now my girlfriend don't want to give me vagina. Everything's changed, rearranged. A whole world gone strange, yeah. Some guy ate a bat in China. Yeah. Someone from China ate a bat, and now you can't leave your house or go out the back. New South Wales police are patrolling Sydney streets. And if you believe that, you understand changing social distancing rules. Then I don't know, bro. Oh, yeah. oh boy, this shit banging. Oh boy, what another one. Big fat shit from the side again. Freestyling with the microphone, beer on my left hand. I'm in lockdown. What are the sounds? A little bit sad. Shit. Someone ate a bat in China. Can't go and get any toilet paper. The TV telling me that. Yeah. Police are receiving some backlash for their aggressive approach. Man, that takes me back. I think I watch that once every couple of months. I think I've done it actually. I've played that on at least one Late Night Truth Lounge before. But man, it's like the more time goes on since then the the stranger it is to look at that younger version of me and remember like that's me it's hard for me to believe that is me and and that was actually what was happening i was stuck in a studio apartment all by myself during lockdown and trying to not go too crazy and evidently not doing a, a perfect job because, I mean, you saw that. That's absolutely insane. What a terrific track. Some guy ate a bat in China by Gully Squad. Yeah, boy. So let me know in the live stream chat. What did you make of that? We've got Sean Hamer. He's in the live stream chat. He says, hello, JLB. Hello to you, Sean, as well. Now, validation boy. I left a comment on your channel today because I was trying to find your email address. I want to send you an email about an idea that I've got. And I couldn't find your contact details. So, can you please do me a favor? Validation boy. You're in the live stream chat, so I know you're there. And I was wondering if you're still out there because your most recent video upload was eight months ago. So I was actually a little bit concerned about you, so I'm very glad to see that you are still here. Please send me an email, johnlebon123 at gmail.com. That's johnlebon123 at gmail.com. Please send me an email. I want to send to you an idea that I've got for some potential collaboration we might be able to do. Please send me an email, Valation Boy. Good to see you there. Alrighty.
calcified in a boulder who left a comment on last night's video, which I've already read, and is also in the live stream chat, says, I see you read out my comment. I don't necessarily have a problem with civilization or technology. However, the technology nowadays is definitely catered towards baser instincts. Yes, it is. Why wouldn't it be? For example, people love watching other people have sex. They do. People love it. Not everybody, of course. But a lot of humans seem to love doing it. They love to watch other people going at it. They do. You can deny it all you like, but there's a reason why P-O-R-N is so popular. There's a reason why, folks. And most of you, if you're being honest, have watched a little bit yourself as well. If you're being honest. Some of you can honestly say, no, I've never watched any. Okay, fine. You would be in the very, very small minority. Most people, and this includes me, have at least once, and in most cases, many more times than that, watched other humans having sex. Okay, on TV or on uh, smartphones or whatever. Humans love doing that. So if the technology, for some reason, don't ask me why, but it's just something that humans love to do. So if the technology allows people to do that from the comfort of their own home, holding a device in their hand, or at least in one hand, then of course that's going to proliferate. Now, come and tell me why this is such a bad thing. Me personally, I think it's not healthy. Uh, that's my own personal opinion. A friend of mine got me into the NOFAP idea back at university, actually. When he first told me, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm like, you, you really believe in this? He's like, yeah, man, just try it. And I was like, I don't think so. But then after a while, I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And then I realized, actually, yeah, it's better this way. So but that's my own personal opinion. But do I think that PORN is evil? No, no, I don't. I don't think it's evil. I think some people go way too far with it. They overdo it. It's unhealthy. Same as drugs, man. Same as alcohol. Same as uh, a lot of things. But is it inherently evil? I don't think so. We might even make that a topic for a future late night truth lounge. So my point is replying to Calcified in a boulder when he says that technology is catered towards basic instincts. Yeah, why would it not be? Why would it not be? Why would it not be? Or food. People love food. So guess what? They can order food just by swiping on this. They don't have to cook. They don't even have to phone and talk to somebody. They don't even have to talk to someone. They can just sit. And then they're like, hey, honey, what do you feel like? Do you feel like Thai? Oh, okay, yeah, da-da-da. Okay, well, same as last time. Okay, yeah, da-da-da. It's going to be here in 45 minutes. That's it. That's all they've got to do. And they're going to get some warm, yummy food in about 45 minutes. So, why, why is that a bad thing? You could say, well, you should, it's better to cook your own food. Of course it is. You could say that it's kind of messed up that people are consuming food where they've had n nothing to do with it. Not the prep, not the original preparation of the animals, not the cooking of the food itself, not the delivery, not talking to a single person involved in the whole process, and now they've got food in their head. It's a very strange thing. It almost seems unnatural in a way. You could make that case. Okay, but humans love eating food, and a lot of humans don't like really talking to other humans if they can avoid it. So, now they can do that from the comfort of their own, of their own home. Why is this a bad thing? I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just asking... Do you think it's a bad thing? Is it evil? If so, why do you think that? So people's base instincts. They want food. They want sex, or at least a simulation of it. What else do people love? Food, sex. Those are the two main things, I think. Those are the two main things. Yeah. They love hating on other humans. They love to kick other humans when they're down. They love to be in crowds of people who get self-righteous. They can do that. They can get on Twitter and say how evil some person is. Ooh. 
Elon Musk is evil, or Donald Trump is evil, or Joe Biden's evil, or uh, Jeffrey Epstein's evil, even if he possibly didn't even exist. Oh, he's evil. Like, whatever. People love to talk about how other people are evil. But humans love doing that. Now they can be a mob from the comfort of their own homes. Yes, they can thumbs up and love hard people who say, this person's evil. Yes, you're right. He's evil. Boo. And they can click the love hearts and the thumbs up. Yeah, that's a very base desire that humans have. Humans love food, sex, and being in mobs, tearing other people down and calling them evil. And they can do all three things from the comfort of their own home. What's, you know, why would you expect any different? Why would you expect any different? And why is it necessarily a bad thing? This is just how humans are. It's how they've been for a very long time. For all of recorded, for actual recorded human history, which is a lot. It doesn't go back as far as you think, folks. I know you think humans have been here for thousands of years. I know you think that. And that's okay. You're allowed to believe in fairy tales. You're allowed to. Most of you do. Most of you guys believe in all kinds of fairy tales. It really is quite remarkable to me. And if you believe humans have been here for thousands of years, and that that's actually, there's evidence for that, then you're believing in fairy tales. You're in fairyland. And that's okay. Fairyland is a nice place to be, folks. I used to be there myself, actually. I spent many years in fairyland. And uh, it was a nice place. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Boy, did I enjoy fairyland. Why didn't I take the blue pill, folks? Why didn't I take the blue pill? Could have stayed in fairyland with all of you lovely people believing in ancient history and outer space and dinosaurs and nuclear bombs. And people are waking up and uh, there's going to be a movement for change. Like all these fairy tales that people believe in. Man, those were good times. Those are good times, but then I took one too many red pills, didn't I? Oh, yes. And then, I st- and, then I, and then the red pills weren't enough for me. Once I got hooked on the red pills, that wasn't enough. I built up a tolerance. So then I did something I really shouldn't have done. I started going for the black pills. And after I took that first black pill, oh, I was hooked. After I learned about the dangers of so-called ultrasound, which, by the way, isn't ultrasound. It is cooking babies in the womb. That's what it is. Once I took that black pill... Okay, the come down was pretty hard, I'll be honest, but I got hooked, folks. And so I started trying to find more black pills. And I started scouring the internet for more of these black pills. And my goodness gracious, I found a whole stash of them, folks. In fact, I even started cooking up my own black pills of my own. Oh, yes. You can find them at johnthebond.com, but I'd advise you don't go near them, folks. My black pills are the strongest that you're going to find anywhere. Oh, my goodness gracious me. It is bleak, folks. In fact, don't go to johnthebond.com. Because guess what? All the black pills, apart from the ultrasound stuff, that's all publicly available. All the other ones, they're behind the paywall. They're going to cost you a lot of money. They're going to cost you a pretty penny for the best black pills that money can buy. So forget about it. Forget you ever heard me talk about the black pills that are waiting for you at johnthebond.com. You're better off without them, folks. You're better off without them. I say stick to Netflix. I say stick to Hollywood programming. I say stick to your history books. Stick to your vanilla truth of podcasts. Stick to your blue pills, folks. Stick to the blue pills. You're much better off that way, in my personal opinion. Okay. Richard Winkle says, I thought your first-hand source argument for books are great. Thank you, Richard. He also says, and this username is not familiar to me. Some of these usernames I'm very familiar with. This one I'm not. Uh, so if you're new here, Richard, welcome to the John LeBon experience. Uh, but you want to be careful here, my friend, because if you are one of the few people who actually has some sense, you're going to try and double check what I'm saying for yourself. You're going to do your own work and you're going to realize that what I'm saying is true. 
And that's when stuff gets real. You see, most people who are here, Richard, they're just here for entertainment. And they tell themselves, oh, I'm watching content and I'm getting smarter. I, I watch this YouTuber and I watch that YouTuber and I listen to this podcast and I'm very smart. And that's all they do. They do no work of their own. It's purely entertainment. And they think they're getting smarter, but they're not. And not really learning anything. They think they're learning stuff. Maybe they can recite a few trivial uh, factoids. Maybe. But that's it. They're learning nothing. Ultimately. But there are some people who come here and they hear me talk about history being a hoax. There's no primary sources. And you know what they do? They're like, I'm going to double check. I'm going to get a book. I'm going to trace the sources for myself. I'm going to do some work. And those people, that's where shit gets real. Because then they start to understand the gravity of the situation. They're not just hearing stuff and repeating stuff. And no, they're actually doing their own deprogramming. And that is when stuff gets very serious. And that is, that is when your, uh, your actual worldview might change. Not just, oh, my opinions are a bit different because I compare it with some. No. Actual deprogramming, which requires doing work, which most people don't do. I want you to understand that. There could be 50 people watching live right now. This podcast could get 500 listens on Podbean when I upload it tomorrow. Okay? Of all of those people, the number who are actually deprogramming, it could be a dozen people. It could be 20 people. Okay? The rest are all like, oh, yeah, I'm smart because I, you know, I, I, I watch the smart YouTubers and I listen to the smart podcasts and I'm... Bri- no, these people are not deprogramming because they're not doing work. If you don't do work, forget about it. And I envy those people. I, I envy them because they get to enjoy feeling smart and being able to parrot a few things that might be true but they're doing no actual deprogramming they've still got the same worldview they had when they were kids that they were programmed with because they've done no real deprogramming because that requires work you see and of course they hate it when I say that oh JLB what are you I'm doing work I'm watching YouTube video yeah that's not work yeah well but you think you're so smart JLB just because you read some books and some scientific studies and you know what a p-value is you think you're so smart but you're not a- yeah whatever Whatever. Oh, guys, this is how you make money in the act realm. This is how you do it. You insult 90% of your own audience. This is really the way to go about it, folks. What I should be doing, actually, by the way, on a completely unrelated matter, guys, my um, my beautiful Coleco cat, I've got this beautiful cat named Fluffy, and um, I took him to the veterinarian, and he's got a, a serious uh, internal problem. And, and they say that if I don't pay a few thousand dollars for the operation, he's going to die a really sad death. And I'm going to be so lonely. So if you have it in your heart, just to send me some money, any money, any money is appreciated, guys. Just anything to help me save little Fluffy's life. It'd really mean a lot to me, folks, if you could do that. Just, you know, God bless you all who support me and uh, any money that you can send to help little Fluffy. Because without Fluffy, I'm going to be so sad. So if you just go to the info box below, there's a PayPal link for johnthebond.com. Just send me some money. I'm going to save Fluffy's life. Yeah, yeah, boy. That's how you make money in this corner of the internet, folks. That's how you do it. Not by writing detailed articles that take days to research and then write and then rewrite and then finally publish. Not by doing original research, discovering things that no one's discovered before and then sharing that with the world. Not by talking about the dangers of so-called ultrasound, which you can prove with scientific studies where they admit... But no one reads the studies, so no one knows what's going on because the TV's not going to tell them and the other so-called truthers won't tell them. Doing the actual work and sharing with people, there's no money in that. But there is some money in, guys, my wife has this problem and she doesn't 
we, we don't have enough money for the insulin and um, she's really sick and I don't know if I don't know if she's gonna make it and our health insurance doesn't cover it and if you just have it in your heart to to just send me any money, God bless you all who send because yeah, you know, my wife, she's really sick. So if you just go to the PayPal link in the info box below, go to the PayPal for John the Bond 123 and send me some money and I'll save my sick wife's life and buy some insulin or something like that. Yeah, yeah, boy, that's how you make the money in this corner of the internet because people are... I said to myself, remember, try not to swear. And I was like, okay, I won't. I was going to say that people are... Fucking... People are morons. Do they value independent content creation and research? No, oh, some of them do Maybe 80 people around the world kind of support it. Yeah, that's great. Maybe 80 people. This, this podcast will get 500 listens, folks. And of those 500, do you know how many have sent any money my way as a form of, hey, you've given me something valuable, let me give you something back? Yeah, you know how many have? Maybe 100 of them. Maybe 120 total. Maybe. The rest are all like, oh, I just, you know, I, I don't have enough money. Meanwhile, they're off to buy alcohol, drugs, get tattoos, buy clothes they don't need, order some Uber. they got all kinds of money. But supporting independent content... And research, people like me who do this, they don't have money for that. No, I don't have money for that. But that's that's why, and by the way, that's why content creators resort to, guys, oh, I've got this problem, man. You know my how I have this car that I use to drive around and, you know, feed uh, starving children. The car's transmission blew, and uh, I don't have the money to, to fix it right now, and they say it's going to cost $4,000, so if you just have it in your heart to to send me some money, any money, you know, God bless you all who, who send money because I need to fix the transmission of my car so I can get back to feeding the starving children and shit. So go to the PayPal link below. It's johnthebond123 at gmail.com. Send me some money and I'll repair the transmission on my car or whatever the case is. See, that's the, that's the reality of the situation, folks. That's how you get money, is appealing to people's sympathy. And to do that, there's no better way than just making up bullshit stories about sick animals or sick family members or blown transmissions on your on your car yeah that's how you make money it's so it's so messed up when you understand how this and it's not just the truth realm it's everything people anyway i've said enough all right our master says how about psilocybin instead of alcohol uh, mushrooms are cool yeah why not i've only done them a few times in my life had some kick-ass experiences though Oh, yes. And I could sit here and talk about it, but I don't like listening to other people talk about their drug experiences, to say the truth. I, I just don't enjoy it. I know, I know people love talking about their drug experiences. I know people really love that. I don't. So I'm not going to sit and talk about my the time that I consumed some, uh, some mushrooms. Guys, we're coming up to an hour and a half, and I haven't even got through all the comments... This is crazy stuff. All right, let me go to let me go to the Reddit. I'll just read some of the top replies on Reddit. Now, this is conspiracy no poll Reddit. So, again, I asked the question, guys: Do you believe the end is near? This is on the subreddit called Conspiracy No Poll. I know that Reddit has a bad reputation with a lot of people because most of the big subreddits are full of very simple people, bad people. I would say, like when it comes to thinking and how the world works, the kind of people who will censor you for asking a question such as. How do you know it's as dangerous as they're telling us? Because they're telling us it's a, it's a once-in-a-lifetime, but I don't know anybody who's... Bang, you're banned. Yes, that's true, most of Reddit. But every subreddit has its own set of moderators and its own moderation policy. And I can assure you, Conspiracy No Poll, you can go there, you can talk about the different topics that are posted, 
and you're not going to get banned if you're just discussing things and sharing your opinions. It's not going to happen. And I should know that because I'm on very good terms with the head mod of this particular subreddit. Me and him, we get along like two peas in a pod. Oh, yes. So I asked the question, do you believe we're living in the end times? The top reply with 46 points says, and that means 46 more people have upvoted this comment than downvoted. It's from Ramagam who says, I myself currently subscribe to the reset theory. Hold on, let me zoom in for those of you who are watching along at home. Let me read this again. Ramagan says, I myself currently subscribe to the reset theory, where most of humanity dies out from one calamity or another, the realm heals, and the cycle continues in our ancient AI-run construct. Wow, what a comment. So this guy believes in the reset theory, where there's a calamity where most of humanity dies out, but then things get better, the cycle starts again, and we're living in an AI-run construct. So that's like a kind of a mix between the reset slash mud flood theory and the AI slash simulation theory. It's kind of a mixture by Ramagam. So then someone replies to him, someone called Elab Rust says, are you suggesting that the nature of the chain of cause and effect is AI? Let me read that again. Are you suggesting that the nature of the chain of cause and effect is AI? Ramagam says, no, sir. AI is just keeping the physical aspect of our conscious construct running. It is basically the handyman or property manager that keeps everything functioning. And by the way, remember the question was, do you believe in the end times? AI does not have any control over how each subsequent civilization evolves technologically and culturally. Its job is simply to keep the background network up and running so our construct that we perceive can continue and be palpable and functional. So that continue that conversation carries on. You can find that at Conspiracy No Poll. So that's Reddit. And then the subreddit is called Conspiracy No Poll. N-O-P-O-L. And the N-O-P-L, let me say that again. I'm turning to Brennan Shobia. The N-O-P-O-L is for no politics. So this is like the conspiracy subreddit, but without all the blue verse red nonsense. It's a terrific subreddit. I would say the best subreddit by far. Yeah, people might say that I'm biased, which is fair enough. I did kind of... I've played a large role in this subreddit growing over the years. I'm very grateful for all the people who do leave comments over at Conspiracy No Poll. Okay, so I'm not going to carry on reading the rest of that conversation. You can find that at Conspiracy No Poll. Let's go to the second top comment that was left. This is from Earth Hominid, who writes this. I'm not of the opinion that there is such a thing as the end, so obviously I don't believe we're living through it now. I think that a lot of people, when they peel back the veil a bit go from a carefree worldview, this is all assuming they're coming from a stable and relatively prosperous community, to a worldview that sees many ghouls and vipers working everywhere toward nefarious ends. That perspective shift throws a lot of people into the abyss. Very interesting comment. So what I think Earth Hominid is saying is that they don't think there is an end, and they think the reason why a lot of truthers believe in that is because they suddenly discover that they've been lied to by the TV about this particular thing or this event or, you know, when you first get into this stuff, it can be very disorienting, you know, mentally, even spiritually. And so what they're suggesting is that when that happens to people, they might then find themselves believing in an end times because, you know, the whole um, worldview has been thrown out of whack, I think is what they're saying. So I then replied, when you say that, the perspective shift throws a lot of people into the abyss. Is this something you experienced yourself 
or do you base this opinion on observations of others? Earth Hominid replies, both. I definitely struggled to find a sure footing in the world after I delved into the pervasive corruption at all levels of power and influence as a teenager. In hindsight, I see how much that experience derailed my life for a time. And I've seen similar responses in other people that I've known. Most recently, a childhood friend experienced it, as he had the veil pierced when he pushed back on the COVID nonsense. He ended up quitting a six-figure tech job and moving from Silicon Valley to a much more rural area. Well, yeah, so what this guy's saying is he experienced the shift in your mind when you realize you're being lied to, and then you go through the abyss, as he calls it. He says that he experienced... I'm assuming it's a he. It could be a she. Let's just assume it's a he for the sake of argument. So he experienced it. He's saying that a friend of his, a childhood friend, had a six-figure tech job in Silicon Valley, and then when, the, you know, after this whole 2020 nonsense happened, this guy decided to quit that, that job and move to a much more rural area, possibly in the same industry, but generally speaking, you'll make more money living in the big, like in Silicon Valley, than you will living in a smaller city or a rural area or working right, generally speaking. So he's probably taking a big pay cut. And that has happened to some people. They have discovered something which about the world. They've realized something. It has shaken them to the depths of their miserable soul. And they've decided to walk away from a high-paying job. In fact, a good friend of mine, he used to sell health insurance. And he was making good money selling health insurance over the phone. It was uh, warm calling, warm leads. So people, it wasn't cold calling. These are people who left their phone number on that company's website, basically saying they want help picking a good plan. And so this guy worked in a company whose job was to call those people and then find out what they're looking for, how big's the family, what do you need, blah, blah, blah find the best plan, and then try to get them to sign up. And they would make a commission from doing that. That was his job. He made a lot of money doing that. And this is about 2016. And then one day he discovered what the medical industry is really all about and what happens to women and to children, and of course to fathers uh, as, a, as a result of all of this, uh, through the, uh, the medical uh, system when children are born there. And of course, obstetrics care is the best health insurance you can sell. They're the best, juiciest packages, the best commissions by far. And once he discovered the truth about what's going on in these hospitals, he couldn't, in good conscience, work there anymore. So he quit. He quit a high-paying job. And then he decided to, uh, I don't know, start a blog and try and make money researching the truth, telling people the truth. And last I heard, last I heard, he was living month to month in a little apartment in some city that nobody's ever heard of. And he was still trying to make it by researching, sharing content making people laugh every now and then, doing live streams, doing podcasts, trying to put out good content and trying to be honest about it and never pretending that his transmission in his car had broken or that his Coleco cat needed an operation or that his wife needed uh, insulin. Trying to do it the honest way. And as a result, living month to month on not very much money. That's the last I heard about that guy. I'm sure he sometimes thinks to himself he should have just stayed in that job, sold that health insurance, made good money and lived a comfortable life like most people do. I'm sure that sometimes he thinks about that. Anyway, let's carry on with the replies then. The third top reply on this Conspiracy No Poll thread is from Van Slam 6. He says, in reply to the question, do you believe we are living in the end times? He says, yes. Here we go. We finally got one, folks. Yes, the end of an age, which is also the beginning of a new age. He says, in reply to what evidence do you see which leads you to believe this? He says, the symbolism is changing Leaving the age of Pisces, the mutable water sign in the Zodiac. 
the symbol being two fish, everything associated with water symbolism, currency, maritime, admiralty, etc. The New Testament was written about the age of Pisces. The Old Testament is littered with the symbolism of Aries, the cardinal fire sign. Exodus 23.4, you shall have no other gods. And then he just lists a bunch of uh, Bible passages. I'll give you a Bible passage, folks. Because there is some good stuff in the Bible. Let me tell you this. The Bible might be a hoax. It might be no more than 200 years old, which is my suspicion based on my research, which you can find at johnthebond.com. I've got the documents. But despite that fact, there's some good stuff in the Bible, folks. Let me share with you my favorite Bible passage. Let me say that again. My favorite Bible passage. There we go. I got it. Matthew 7, 6. Cast not ye pearls before swine, lest they trample them and turn again and rend ye. And rend means attack. So in other words... Do not cast your pearls before the swine because they will first trample on your pearls. They do not value the pearls. They will destroy it. They have no interest in it. And then next they'll come for you for even trying to give them something good. Matthew 7, 6. Yes, indeed, folks. You'd better believe that's true. Cast not ye pearls before swine. Now, I understand that. And yet I still come here and do these live streams. And I tell people, if you like this stuff, just send me an email telling me that you enjoy it. That's all I'm asking for. Or if that's too much work, go to the Support JLB page. Send me 10 bucks or 20 bucks. Show me you support this stuff. Show me you care about it. I am casting my pearls. And you know I get back in return? I get more hate than I do uh, appreciation doing this. And then you might ask yourself, then why do you keep doing JLB? And my response is, because I am a redact. That's my answer. That's my answer, folks. Oh, yes, indeed. That's my. That's the best answer I can come up with. Or maybe there's part of me that still wants to believe that something, something bigger than us is paying attention and that there will be some kind of... There is some ledger being kept and all of these fucking hypocrites who talk about values and honesty and truth and right and wrong and morality... But they give up their whole lives some money and they spend their money on unnecessary shit. Those people will get their comeuppance. And the people who give their lives to good things will get their reward. Maybe part of me is still dumb enough to believe that. I don't think I'm dumb enough to believe I guess I must be dumb enough to believe that. I must be. But as I get older, I realize that's probably not how it works. Which is why, by the way, folks, I'm not sure if I told you about this. Um, there's this, guys, I've got this big problem. Um... Something bad happened and, um, oh, that's what happened. Yeah, I got evicted from my apartment because um, some immigrants bought it and they just came and kicked me out of my apartment and uh, they threw all my belongings into the river, into the Maritza River. And I haven't got anything, folks. And If you just have it in your heart, just send some money, any money that you've got, uh, you know, God bless you all who send money and you know, I really appreciate it. So just go to the PayPal link in the info box below. Just go to PayPal, johnthebonemontes3.gmail.com and send me some money and I'll get new belongings and find a new apartment and, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, boy. All right. So that was the third response that was left. Now, I replied to that guy because someone said that 2020 was the year of the great conjunction between Saturn and Jupiter. I said, can you explain what this means? to a layman like myself. Okay, because I hear people talking about this stuff. Ooh, there was this great conjunction and a retrograde motion and Venus... And I'm like, okay, great. What the hell are you talking about? What the hell are you... Well, people who talk about uh, 
how the North Star is, the North Pole is shifting. And I'm like, okay, sounds amazing. Explain it to me. They can't. You know why? Because all they're doing is parroting something they heard from somebody else. Because this is what most humans do. They just parrot shit. They're just parrots. Okay? That's all they are. That's all most people are. And I say this, and I probably sound like I've got some frustration in my voice, and I do. I'm frustrated with me. I'm frustrated with me. That I still... I still, uh, you know, haven't given up all hope on the parrots. I, you know, there's this um, expression. If God didn't want the sheep to be shorn, then why did he give them wool? But me, instead of shearing the sheep, I still try to feed them good stuff. I still try to be good to them. I try to be nice to them. But they are sheep, and I know they are. I know that most of you are, to tell you the truth. And once again, uh, you're listening to a uh, verbal demonstration of how to win friends and make your audience love you by John LeBon by insulting 80 to 90% of them with every freaking live stream you do. This is how you do it, folks. This is how you get the big bucks. Oh, yes. Tell people the truth. If you're not doing work, you are still a moron. You're just good at parroting stuff at best. Oh, but JLB, I know that not... Yeah, you don't know anything. You're just parroting stuff. That's all you know. T- tell me about 9-11, actually, guys. Tell me... You tell me what you know about 9-11. This will be good. Now, come on, tell me. In the live stream chat, tell me what you know. Oh, well, I know that... Yeah, they lied. Yeah, come on. They lied about who did it? Yes, very good. Little Billy, what else? Well, you know, the, the planes weren't real. Yeah, good. Yep, okay. You're still at the entry level. Keep going. Well, well there was this guy called Mark... Mark Harley guy. And um, he said that I saw this plane <laughs> come out of nowhere and ream into the side of the Twin Towers, exploding through the other side. And then I witnessed both towers collapse, one first and the second, mostly due to structural failure because the fire was just too intense. Okay, yeah, that's good. Very good. You, you, you have now advanced to the level of the fakeologists, which is kindergarten level. What else do you know about 9-11? That's about it, isn't it? That's about it for most people who've been here for years and years. That's still, that's all they can parrot. That's the, that's the most advanced shit they can parrot. Or maybe they can say, well, I know that there was a black monolith at 55 Church Street just across the road, that looks the same as the black monolith in 2001 Space. So, okay, so now you've progressed to primary school level. So you are at this. You are now further advanced than 99% of people who think they know what 9-11 was. Okay, great. How much further have you gone? That's it. That's it. That is it, folks. Yes, I know. And uh, if I go and check my live stream stats, I think I will have lost quite a few of you. Because this is, this is, I'm insulting you right now. You feel insulted. You're like, well, JLP, I'm too busy to do my own work. All I can do is listen to people like you. And Yeah, exactly. You're too busy to do your own work. You're spending five hours a day on your smartphones. Okay, that's average. But that's the average that people are spending scrolling their smartphones. Right? But you're too busy to do your own work and to look into what 9-11 really was. And the information is all out there. And you don't even need to go to johnthebond.com, although that is the best place to find it. But you don't even need to go there. Because there are other places, lots of other places that have at least starting points to help you get started on the esoteric truths of 9-11, which are far more important than the trivial stuff that we're just speaking about. It's out there, folks. You just have to do some reading and take some notes and some double checking and do your own work. But most people are never going to do that. They're never going to do that. And then when someone like me says, okay, well, at the very least... Why don't you read this article that I've read 
and check the links to make sure that I'm not lying to you. At the very least, do that. However, this took me a long time. This took me a long time to write this article. I want something in return from you, just a little bit of money. No, they won't pay for it. But they'll go and spend fifty bucks to get some Thai food delivered. When they could have just made it themselves at home for ten bucks. Yeah? Or they'll go and get another tattoo for five hundred bucks. Or they'll go out and get drunk and do some drugs for three hundred bucks in one night. Yeah? But they won't support people who've done the work and at least tried to help them get started. That's the world we're living in, folks. That is the reality today. But with that being said, it would be remiss of me not to point out that there are some people who support independent content creation. They're all the people here at JohnTheBonnet.com. And in fact, there's about, I think it's 86 or 87. I can't remember the exact number. It's either 86 or 87 right now. The latest who joins JohnTheBonnet.com is Roger Jenkinson. Then you've got Adam, Adrian C., Alistair Kane, Angus, Anvil, AP, Apak Shekhar, Archer, Auntie Meg, Become the Hoax, Ben D. Water, Ben... BM Seattle, Big Dave, Chad 68, Chris Langton, Clorox, Crash 6871, Cuthbert, Dante from New York, Dim Eyes, DJ Mo 1987, Dubs, Edwin 99, Ellen Kai US, Everything is Frequencies, French Bull Dab, Form, G Pop, Hand, Hell. By the way, a lot of these people I've met in real life. A lot of these people I've met in real life. Some of them have even stayed with me here in my beautiful little apartment here in Plotiv. French Bull Dab, Form, G Pop, Hand, Hell, Right, Healy, Human Vibration, Joey, Justin, Kenner. Kenny, Clint39, Curabo, Local Chump, Louis, Mark J, Mass, Matt, Made It, Maximilian, Mezzi, Mumbusan's Mongo, Moon Harvest, M. Rutkowski, Muse, XOXO, Native New Yorker, Notosphere, Negan Tropic, Noise Nest, Off Story, Orion, Pango, Passing Through, Peter SP1, Philip BBG, PJG, Ravi, Ryler05, Sanjong, Shadow Tiger, Simulation Reality, Smarty Pants, Smitty Stanson, Death is surfing waves, take no gnosis, The Dude, The Portland Thinker, The Moose, The Prophet49, Tiger1, Tina G, Topsy Kretz, Truth34, Vicky W, Warrior Monk, Waterman Chris, Winston Smith, Why Am I Amazed, and Zin Tracks. They are people who support independent content creation. They actually support this stuff. They don't just say it, they actually do it. And I appreciate all of them. If it weren't for them, I would have stopped all this a long time ago. I would have, guys. I would have gone back to normal life, a normal job, just like you guys. You know how easy life is with a normal job? You just wake up, go to work, do what they say, come home, you get paid all this money. And people are, oh, we don't get paid that much money. I don't have that. No, you don't have much money because you waste it on all kinds of shit. Because they didn't teach you budgeting in school. And your parents didn't teach you. You probably don't even know. You probably haven't sat down and worked out how much you spend every month on your phone bill and on food and on coffee and on uh, confectionery and chocolates and the occasional trip to the bakery. Yeah, and on all the different subscriptions you have to net. You probably don't even know how much you're wasting on that crap, do you? And it's, it's kind of not your fault. You weren't taught how to be good with money. That wouldn't be good for the system if you knew that. So instead, you live month to month, even though you earn all kinds of money, working a normal job. But at the end of the month, you feel like you've got nothing to show for it, because you're wasted all. You don't even know where. You don't know how. And it's not your fault. But yeah, anybody who has a normal job in the Western world and wants to tell me they've got no money, I'm like, how? What are you wasting it on? What are you wasting it on? When I had a normal job, money, I was saving, I wasn't even trying to save money. I wasn't even trying to save money. And the money just built up, built up. It was incredible. You know why? Because I wasn't wasting it on shit. Like most of you fucking idiots. I might edit that out for the podcast. I might, that last part, I might just edit it out. No, in fact, I'm going to leave it in there. I'm going to leave it in there. Matthew 7, 6. Yes, indeed. Come at me. If you want to say, guys, if I'm wrong, tell me how I'm wrong. Come and tell me how, despite the fact that you work a full-time job and get paid Western wages, you still have no money to show for it. At the end of the month. Tell me, tell me how all your, where it's all going. Tell me. I'd love to know. 
I would love to know. Because when I had a normie job, man, I had all kinds of money. It was incredible. And I kind of miss those days. I'm thinking about going back, folks. I'm thinking about going back to a normie life. Yeah, yeah, boy. Okay, so have we finished uh, insulting all of our uh, fans here, JLB? I think we have. All right. So let's read a few. <laughs> Just let me have a. Uh, just give me a second here, folks. Um, I'm going to come back and read some more live stream comments. Uh, before I do, I just want to play for you a message. This is a very important message that I received through the JLB voicemail service. Now, I pay money to SpeakPipe to access this service. And somebody, and you can use it for free. Like, I pay for it, so you can use it. Go to johnlebond.com. On the right hand side, you'll find the voicemail. Now, go to that, and you can leave a voicemail for me, which I will play on the next Late Night Truth Lounge. And here's what somebody did. Check this out. Hello there, John. This is Donald J. Trump. I just wanted to let you know your content here on JohnLeBond.com is just absolutely tremendous. Really, I gotta say, my wife Melania and I have been consuming hours and hours of it. We just love it. We can't get enough of it, frankly. Thank you very much, Donald J. Trump, and congratulations on your wins in the uh, primaries in... Was it Iowa and New Hampshire? I said to Tim Osman in the latest conversation, I was like, dude, I'm thinking of completely ignoring this whole election cycle. And then, well, what happened was uh, yesterday I was at home uh, working on something where I, I was able to have some background noise, which usually I can't, but the thing I was working on, I could. And I was like, what am I going to put on? And I don't listen to the, the podcast I used to listen to. I don't listen to it anymore. I haven't listened to any podcast this year other than my own. That's Anyway, even the people who I like, I just haven't been able to bring myself to, to listen to their podcasts. So I was like, what else am I going to put on? And I was like, I wonder if Trump is still as funny these days as he was back in the day. So I put on one of his speeches for either Iowa or New Hampshire or New England, wherever the hell it was. And he's still got it, folks. He's still got it. He's still very amusing. It's incredible for a guy his age that he's still... Uh, got the the career not as much as eight years ago of course but he's still got it folks now am i saying that he's a good guy no of course come on now but just as an entertainer as like a wwe speaker which he is actually in the wwe hall of fame believe it or not as an entertainer as a character i find it very amusing so i have paid attention to that i guess but i'm thinking and i spoke about this in the conversation with tim osman which you can access at conversations.com for free mind you I spoke with him. I said to him, "Listen, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of just not paying any attention to this uh, election." But now that I've seen some Trump action, I'm like, "Oh man, it's it's going to be tempting." What else am I listening to apart from my own podcast? What am I listening to? What am I listening to? People talking about freaking trannies and freaking oh, this guy's a tranny. This guy's just a computer generated image. All pro sports are rigged. Any of you who believe any of that stuff? I want you to do me a personal favor. If you haven't already, if this stream hasn't already got rid of you, let me ask you to do a personal favor. If you believe all pro sports are rigged down to the final score, if you believe that all celebrities are transgenders, or if you believe that people like Elon Musk or uh, Mark Zuckerberg are computer-generated images and don't exist in real life, if you if you fully believe that like with 100% confidence, not just something you think might be possible, but you're certain as a case, any of those things, do me a personal favor, and unsubscribe from my channel and forget you ever heard of me. Please, do me a personal favor. In fact, that's all I'm asking. Don't send me emails saying you like my material. Don't send me money. Just unsubscribe. Please. And don't come back. Unless you become mentally well again. If you regain your sanity. 
if you become mentally sound, then you may come back to my channel. But so long as you are mentally ill, which you would have to be to fully believe any of those things I just mentioned, I don't want you here. Okay, I don't want mentally ill people around me in any capacity. So do me a personal favor. If you fully believe with complete confidence that all pro sports are rigged down to the final score, or that all the celebrities, or even a great proportion of them, are so-called so transgenders, or that uh, the the bigs, the big uh, you know guys in tech and whatever, like Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg, if you're one hundred percent, if you are one hundred percent convinced, if you're certain that these guys are computer-generated images, do me a personal favor and please leave here. Okay. Even if we've had a positive relationship in the past, I don't want to be around you while you're ill and you're mentally ill if you believe that stuff. All right. So what other any other what any what other tricks have I got here to uh, win friends and influence people? And uh, get people to like me. Anything else, JLB? Okay, one more thing. Uh, guys, I've, I've got this problem where um, I didn't pay my web host. Uh, and my website's down. And uh, I can't access any money to pay my web host. So, can you do me a favor? And Any money will help. If you have it in your heart, just send some money. And uh, just go to the link uh, down below, the John LeBond PayPal, and just send me some money. And I'll... Pay my server costs, and uh, you'll you'll save the movement that we've got here to save the world. Okay, give me a personal favor. All right, yes. Yeah, so let's just read a few more live stream comments. Thirty-five people watching live. Yeah, we've lost a few. Good, good. I say it's about time. All right, I'll read a few more live stream comments, and then we'll get out of here, folks. We've been going for about two hours here. Yes, indeed. JLB, are you saying that we're all morons? No, not all of you. Just uh, a lot more than I used to understand. A lot more than I used to want to believe, I'll tell you that. Oh, yes. I'm not happy about it, folks. Not happy, not happy about how dumb most people are, but it is what it is, folks. You know, you've got to accept the world for what it is, don't you? I think you do. I think you do. Oh, yes. All right, lots of live stream comments. All right. I'll just try and read the good ones, and then we'll get out of here. And then I'm going to leave you with something very important. Some very important news. In fact, last thing, bondversations.com. There are 36 Bondversations waiting for you right now, all publicly available. Go and check it out. Bondversations.com. You can download or stream them, including my most recent chat with Tim Osman. Okay, I'm glad I got that one. All right, now, so. Richard Windle says, the new Cokes was a big one for me. I feel much safer. Yes, that's a white pill. The new Cokes is a white pill. Uh, let's see. Nico Trummis says fakeologist is hung up on the V. He still doesn't realize it was a placebo. Yeah, listen, fakeologist is a smart guy and he understands there's a whole bunch of people who are too emotionally invested in the V is going to kill people narrative and he knows that he can milk that. And that's what he's going to keep doing because he's a smart businessman. And that's why when you go to his website, all you see is appeals for donations. That's why everyone of his podcast every 20 minutes is an appeal for donations and he's appealing to people who believe that the V was going to kill everyone. Even though they can now see that's not the case, they've, they've got too much ego to admit they got fooled. So he's appealing hes appealing to a pretty lucrative market, actually. So I, I, I think what he's doing is smart. Would I do it personally? No. No, I wouldn't. JD says, I delivered pizzas with Jekov of JRS while he lived in the USA. Otherwise, I wouldn't know of Bulgaria. I don't know who Jekov is, dude. I've been here for three years. I never met Chekhov. I've never met a Chekhov, actually. I don't think there's a Bulgarian name, to tell you the truth. 
Okay, Sean Hamer says, I loved the internet of 2009 to 12. It seems so much more collaborative and authentic back then. The whole scene has degenerated considerably since then. That is true. When I first got into the scene, there were more people making funny content, collaborating. It actually felt like we were part of something that was cool. Whereas now, I look around and I'm like, if these people actually believe the shit they're saying, I've ended up in a freaking mental institution. All I wanted to do was to read books and scientific studies and learn and share things and learn from other people who had good information. That's all I wanted to do. And I'm surrounded by people who truly believe that all celebrities on TV are inverted. How did I end up here? I made a lot of mistakes, folks. A lot of mistakes. It's all my own fault. I take full responsibility. David Peterson says the worst lies are the ones that you tell to yourself. Yeah, like all the people who tell themselves that they care about independent media, but they don't produce any, and they don't support the people who do produce it. Oh, but they, yeah, independent media is good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But they give money to mainstream media. Every... Don't get me started. All right, Katarina says, dancing is moving energy. Nothing weird about your body recognizing it wanting to move in a lockdown situation. Love the video. Thank you, Katarina. That has warmed my heart. What a lovely comment. Okay, who else we got here? Lots of people. Well, not really lots of people. We lost a few when I was going on my little rambles there, didn't we? Which is fair enough. I don't blame people for being like, fuck this guy. He says it just because I waste all my money on shit I don't need. That that makes... <laughs> he, he, he's insulting me for doing that. Fuck this guy. All right, man. Oh, see, there's so many comments. It keeps scrolling up. and I don't want to come on. All right. Speak Lifeguard and Homestead and Permaculture says, I love hearing various theories, but it irks me when people speak things as if they're fact and they don't say, hey, this is just a theory. I agree with you. If someone believes it's possible that so-and-so on the TV is quote-unquote inverted, or they think it's possible that so-and-so is just a CGI character, or they think it's possible that this match finished 2-2 2-2 and number 22 scored a goal in the 22nd minute maybe that he was told to do like it's a okay fine that's cool the people who say it as if it's true with the same confidence that they would tell you what is the time or the date today they say it with the same confidence those people if they actually believe what they're saying are either very 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 simple to the point of being intellectually primitive like kid, like children or they're mentally ill or both and I'm sick of it. And you should be sick of it. And you shouldn't be letting these people fill your mind with nonsense. Why would you listen to these people tell you with confidence stuff that they have no way of knowing? No way of knowing. If I tell you that there are scientific studies from 1987, for example, that say that they took two groups of babies, one group that received one ultrasound, one group that received multiple ultrasounds, and they looked at the long-term effects for those babies, Right? If I say that to you and then I provide you a link to the study, you'd better believe that if you took the time to go and read the study, you'd find that that's what it said. It said that the babies who got too many ultrasounds turned out smaller. And not because they got more ultrasounds because they were smaller. No, that was controlled for in the study. So why would a baby turn out smaller if it received more ultrasounds than the babies who only received one? Maybe because it isn't just sound. Okay, so when I talk about that stuff, you'd better believe I've got the documents. I've done the research. I've taken my time to do that. There's other people who sit around and talk about, oh, well, freaking this celebrity who presents as a man is actually a woman. That, that is, I don't want this around me. I do not want these idiots around me. I want them to go and do other stuff with their lives. 
Scotty Smith, you know, do anything they want with their lives. I wish them well. I wish them happiness. I wish them health. I want them to be happy. I wish no ill on these people. Truly. Same as when I walk through the middle street of Plovdiv, sometimes you see some people who are clearly crazy and they're yelling and ranting and raving to themselves, talking to nobody, okay? And everybody just walks around them and ignores them. You, you walk around this person, you ignore them, you hope they don't even look at you, but you wish the best for them and you hope that if it's possible for them to recover, that they will recover. That's how I feel about every single one of you who says with complete confidence those topics that I mentioned before. To me, you're no different to that ranting, raving lunatic in the middle of the street. You might look healthier because some of those people look very unhealthy. You might look healthier, although I doubt that in many cases as well. But mentally, you're just as far gone. And a lot more dangerous because at least people know to avoid those crazy people in the middle of the street. Whereas if you come across as intelligent in other ways, maybe because you parrot the good stuff that people like me have done, but then start repeating with complete confidence this other crap that you have no way of proving, you're actually kind of a threat to people who take you seriously. And I want nothing to do with you. Let's make that clear. Very, let's make that very clear right now. Ms. L says, JLB, uh, most folks aren't ready or willing to lose everything and look into anything. I didn't enjoy my normal life. I hated it. I was making poverty-level wages. Well, look, I don't know about the part of the world that you live in. I know that some states in America, maybe if you do work in minimum wage jobs, you don't make much money. I understand that. But let me tell you this. In Australia, you can stack shelves at a supermarket and get paid $20 per hour. Okay. In fact, it's probably a lot more than that now. I've been gone for five years. God knows what it is now. Now, yes, rent costs more and food costs more, what have you, but if you live on the minimum wage in Australia, but you work full-time, and you're not a retard with your money, you will manage to buy all the food you need, you'll have accommodation, you can even have a car, a new mobile phone if you want it, all the electronics that you need to be entertained, and you'll still be able to save money on the minimum wage with a shit job, surrounded by fools. Okay. The only reason why most of those people complain about not having money is because they're terrible with the money they've got. They don't even know where they're spending it. I sat down with him normally once because he was like, how come you can save so much money? I'm like, I'm not even trying. It's just the money's there. I don't waste it. So we sat down one time and went through the money he's spending and he had no idea where he was spending the money. So we went through his bank statement and I was, I was making a, it was like a written spreadsheet. I thought it's better to do it by hand rather than do it on a computer. Like, I want to show him how easy this is. He had no idea how much money he was wasting on shit food. He had no idea how much money he was wasting on all kinds of things. Because he was a normie. No one ever taught him how to budget. So all these people who complain about not having money, I'm like, do you have a job? Are you giving up your precious time for money? You are? Okay. So you should have some money. Oh, I don't have money either. Where's it going? Give me a break. All right. Okay, so, uh, lots of live stream comments. I appreciate all of that. I didn't get a chance to go through all the comments that were left on the video that I posted yesterday, but I went through most of them. And I didn't get to go through even uh, a third of the comments that were left on the Reddit. So to those of you who are here because you found this through the Conspiracy No Pulse Reddit, I'm sorry if I didn't read out your comment. And to those of you who are here through the, the YouTube channel and you left a comment but I didn't read it, I apologize. But I did go through the top comments that were left as in the ones that were upvoted the most, because those go to the top. So I guess this is an incentive for you, if you want your comments in future content to be read out on the live stream, try to leave a comment that uh, is uh, that breaks through, that people, that people enjoy. It might be a, an idea. And the more detailed comments tend to do that. So whatever your opinion is, explain what your opinion is, why it's that, 
and you will generally drive more engagement and you've got more chance of going to the top and being having your comment read out live on these late night truth lounges. So one final time, bonversations.com, Tim Osman and I discussed this question, why do the truthers tend to believe in the end times? I feel like today in most of the comments that I read out, people said they didn't believe in the end times. But what you'll find is that a lot of truthers, quite a lot of them, do believe in the end times. The masses believe in the end times. It's really phenomenal. Tim Osman and I, we speak about that. We make reference to a uh, survey that was done in America a couple of years ago. And uh, yeah, we go into some detail about that topic, why people believe that stuff. We also talk about, does the cosmos really serve justice to those who try to harm others? What's in store for the independent media landscape in 2024 and beyond? And a whole range of other topics. It was the first time that Tim and I have caught up in almost a year. And it was a terrific conversation, if I do say so myself. All conversations are available at John Bon. Actually, no, forget John Bon at bonversations.com. Now, for most of them, it's only the first hour or the first hour 20, whatever the first part is, that's available publicly. But that is the most important part. That's where I have dot points that I try to make sure I go through. That's the part that I edit the most to make it sound the best. And uh, the second part, I do edit that as well, but I'm not as meticulous. It's the first part that I try to make super professional, and that part's available for free at bombersessions.com. Every single session I've done so far, the first part is available. In some cases, the whole thing is. But all of them, at the very least, the first part is. It is the best one-on-one interview-based podcast in this corner of the internet, bar none. If you disagree, please let me know. Email me. Tell me who's better. Whose content is better? I want to go and check it out. And I'm not joking. I'm being quite serious. For people who understand the media fakery, science fakery, history fakery, the rest of it, you will not find better than Bombersations. And it's available to you right now for free. Go to bombersations.com. Big thanks to all the people who make what I do possible at johnthebon.com. You know who you are. Thanks to the people who left the comments on the YouTube video upload yesterday and on the Conspiracy No Poll uh, thread that I read out. To those of you in the live stream chat, thanks to you as well. Let's go out, shall we, with a tune. No, I've got a better idea. I want to go out with some sound effects. I like doing that. So thanks to all of you. I might be back next week or in two weeks, three weeks. I don't know. I would do this more often. I'd do this every week if I thought that people really valued it and appreciated it. If I felt like I wasn't just casting pearls before swine. So if you like this stuff, send me an email. Let me know that you're listening and you appreciate the content. Or send me, go to the John the Bond support page, send me some money. Why not? I'm not going to ask you for money because my, my, my kids are sick. No, I'm not going to do it. Even though I know that would work, that does work. Just appeal to people's sympathy and make up stories. I'm not going to do it. Okay? I'm not going to tell you that my transmission in my car has blown up. Or that my Coleco, my little fluffy knee. No. Okay, I could do that, but I don't do that. I do this the honest way. If you think this is valuable, support it. That's it. Don't think that you're saving me from dead cats or blown up transmissions or any of that crap. But if you think that this material is important, support it. Either morally, by showing support through emails or good comments, or financially, or both. Support it. And if you do support it, you'll get more of it. If you don't support it, you'll get less of it. That's just how the world works, folks. That's just how the world works. And you know that. So, on January 24 slash 25, 2024, John the Bond coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. I hope you have enjoyed the show. What we're going to do today... How come this isn't showing anymore? Oh, that's better. What we're going to do is we're going to go out with some sound effects. I love my sound effects. Yeah, yeah, boy. Check this out. i got sound effects. i got uh, no more monkey business. Let's check this one out. No more monkey business. No. Oh, I used to play that one in all of my videos. 
I should use it more often these days. I don't know why I stopped. We've got Larry... Cl- no, no, you guys won't understand the reference. How about we have some Dante? Dante? With regard to nobody died, nobody got hurt in these wars. That is good stuff. We have got... What else have we got here? Carver. Dr. Wayne Carver. It wasn't a tent. It was this magnificent... Oh, oh no, I cut it off. <laughs> Hold on, I cut, I cut off Carver before he finished. Hold on. It wasn't a tent. It was this magnificent thing. Thanks again, everybody. Have yourselves a lovely day, a lovely evening, a lovely week. And, uh, yeah, there's more of these at thejohnthebond.podbean.com. And there's Bonversations at bonversations.com. There's all kinds of stuff waiting for you because I put time and effort into what I produce. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Goodbye, everybody. Ciao, ciao. And thank you all. And I wish you all the best, especially those of you who are going to leave because I insulted you. I, I, I wish you guys the best as well. Really, I do. And hopefully, even if this is the end of our time together, you can wish me well as well. We don't have to be enemies just because we disagree about things. But if you do believe the crap that I spoke about earlier, those ridiculous mental illness beliefs, oh boy, we need to uh, go separate ways. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Ciao, ciao. Hello there, John. This is Donald J. Trump. I just wanted to let you know your content here on JohnLeBond.com is just absolutely tremendous. Really, I gotta say, my wife Melania and I have been consuming hours and hours of it. We just love it. We can't get enough of it, frankly.